So I know what you're asking yourself. You're saying, Adam, how do you like working from home most of the time? And I got to be honest, you know, I need to say all the appropriate things like I've enjoyed the extra time with my wife, the ability to just take a nap in the middle of the afternoon if I need to, and especially enjoying the time with my new baby girl, Jane Bradley. But here is something that I miss so much, I can't even fully explain it. I love to pop into other people's offices. Just on random unannounced times, I'll just walk into Mason's office, plop down in his chair and say, what's going on? I don't have an agenda. I just want to know what's going on in his life or ask him about a few things. Pretty much everybody in our office and our ministry team could tell you that I do this pretty regularly. I'm just pop in, sit down, unannounced, uninvited, and have a conversation. I miss this so very much. At home, I've had to kind of replace that in some other ways. Now, I have to admit that this is something that I've done on a regular basis, even before quarantine started happening, and especially before working at home started happening. Now, I do pop in conversations with Hurley and Patty. Who are Hurley and Patty? Well, those would be my two little French bulldogs. Hurley, my tan, little tall-eared bulldog, and Patty, my black and white cow-looking bulldog, love to spend most of their afternoon sleeping on the couch. So what do I do? I go pop into their office. I'll plop down next to them and say, hey, Hurley, what's going on? Patty, how's your nap? And of course, they respond. Patty has kind of a shrill and kind of severe voice that sounds something like this. Leave me alone, I'm napping. And Hurley, kind of our dopey and friendly guy, will always respond something like this. Well, I don't know, tall guy. It's been a pretty good day, I guess. You see, Hurley calls me tall guy. Not dad, not Adam, tall guy. The nickname I've been given by my wife, Carlisle. So I want you to think about things that you miss out on right now. Is it the pop-in at other people's lockers? Maybe just popping into the classroom of the teacher that you had before and wondering what's going on in their lives now. How can you recreate these pop-ins of just asking someone the simple question of, How's it going with your life? What's going on? What's your day like? So this week, how could you ask somebody that? How's your life? What's going on? How is it with your soul? Welcome to the table. Welcome to this episode of To the Table. Today, to start off for this appetizer, um, I just wanted to look up some interesting facts, facts that probably aren't as well known, and I Mm -hmm. thought I would just read them off, and we would discuss them because they're interesting. Okay. So uh, here we go. Fact number one. And this isn't like a game or anything. This isn't trivia. This is literally me reading facts. So. Oh, I love this. I love a fact. I love a You fun love a good fact? fact? Okay. I love a fact. The first good fact is King Tut, he owned a dagger from outer space. What? How did... No, who's authenticating this? Like King Tutankhamun, that guy. <laughs> Two Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun? That like is, was in the <laughs> pyramid and like he was really young. Tutankhamun? 
Tutankhamun. Uh, he had lots of cool toys, but one of his most intriguing may have been a dagger discovered in his tomb in 1925 made of meteoric metal. What? It wasn't until recently oh. that scientists were able to confirm the metal or the material using a technique called portable X-ray fluorescence spectrometry. <laughs> they determined oh, yes. that the daggers—that's <laughs> what I did yesterday. <laughs> right. They determined that the dagger's composition of iron, nickel, and cobalt strongly suggests an extraterrestrial origin. So they Fallen. think King Tut was on the moon or something? No, he got an no, asteroid it, that came to the moon. That's what you got. That he lived on the moon. <laughs> King Tut was on the moon or something? <laughs> no. How do you suppose he got there, Hoops? <laughs> that's why I was like, this is not a real fact. Well, it leads me to the follow-up question, are aliens real? <laughs> Herschel and I had this discussion last night. I think so. He says yes, 100%. I think they are. I think so. I think they are. Why wouldn't they be? All right. Uh, second fact. There is a species of jellyfish that never dies. Great. One more yeah. thing to be scared. Great. Yeah. One <laughs> more thing. In, one more reason not to go into the ocean. <laughs> are they nice jellyfish or are they like a dangerous kind? Have I you mean, met a nice is, jellyfish? Yeah, is, well, there's jellyf- a couple that don't sting. Well, th- well it's probably those, not that one. Those okay, die. But nice jellyfish can also sting. Like the, we, we known can. as the, uh, and this is the Latin name, known as the Turritopsis dorni. Or colloquially, the immortal jellyfish. What? (laughs) He said the scientific name. This sea creature is able to revert back to its adolescent state after going through adulthood. Ooh, who would ever oh want to go gosh. back to their adolescence thing? <laughs> no, Never would I not ever. Not me. I don't like jelly, and I don't like jellyfish. <laughs> <laughs> there you and have that's it. all I'm going to say about Done. that. <laughs> <laughs> He's sitting over there with his arms crossed so and poked out. Yeah. I hate that fact. because of <laughs> I don't like that fact. <laughs> all right. Uh, there is supposedly, like a scientifically, there's a peak cuteness for puppies. Oh, yeah. I believe it. Right. A 2018 study from Arizona State University comparing how people viewed the cuteness of dogs found that most reached their highest levels of cuteness when they were between six and eight weeks old. Agreed. Wow, it that young? Slightly. You're saying Bentley's not cute anymore? <laughs> no, he is, but he he's was not as so cute. cute with that little face. Oh, my God. Now he's got a bigger face. Now he, he's still, now he's handsome. Now he's, now he's <laughs> handsome. He's grown, he's grown into his ears. <laughs> well, but uh, I would agree with that study. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would have thought the peakness would have happened a little bit later. That's what I thought. I mean, like, I was about to say two months, but then I realized it's pretty much <laughs> six, to eight weeks. six to eight weeks. <laughs> oh, All right, calendars. Wow. Uh, I feel like <laughs> this one's kind of interesting and something I think at some point we should try on this podcast. People in medieval England had rap battles. Whoa. They had rap, like rap battles? Rap battles. In medieval England? Medieval England. Yeah. I don't know, rap was a thing. I would, so I would what do they rap about? Before rap battles, there was flighting, which is F-L-Y-T-I-N-G, a trading of insults that was popular from the 5th to 6th centuries in England and Scotland. Like they were doing yo mama jokes way back then? <laughs> Participants employed the timeless tools of provoca- provoca- provocation, whoa, of... Uh, Provocation and perversion, as well as satire, rhetoric, and early bathroom humor to publicly trounce (laughs) opponents. They were doing poop jokes. Man, poop jokes have been there. Have y'all never read Shakespeare? Like, he has so many insults in there that are just crazy. Yeah, I did know that. The ultimate ultimate MC, Shakespeare. Guys, I read Shakespeare on my Saturday night. Private education over there showing off. Uh, I didn't know this when I I looked it up. Um, Yeah, I didn't know this when I looked it up, but Goosebumps are caused by a muscle. Yeah, and your hair follicle. 
Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that's I didn't know that a hair follicle again, was a muscle. Again, of course Kate would know. <laughs> of course Kate would know. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any glasses, okay? It says erector pili muscles, fan-shaped muscles at the base of each hair follicles. Or each hair follicle are responsible for goosebumps. Yeah, and like they lift wow. the hair up so they can catch the warm air and you can keep body temperature. Like There it is. Okay. <laughs> I just I love a fun fact. I just get cold and then I've got goosebumps. <laughs> that's all there is to that. <laughs> Put on a cardi. It's in the hair follicle. That's all, folks. But now Man. I know. Thanks, well, that's Kate. kind of, that's kind of a, just an interesting thing. All the th- all the things that the body does just by itself. Yeah. Like yeah. there's literally a muscle consciously do to like try to get you to warm up. So is it one muscle or like all those teeny kind of muscles? I think it's a lot. It's yeah. It's it's the muscle follicle at the base of the hair follicle. Oh my so I'm so muscular. I am, that's what there I was about to so say. so many muscles. Imagine how many calories you burn just because those muscles flex, you know? Whoa. Got so many flexing So muscles. many flexing. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we actually learned this uh, in our first episode. Derek had this in, a, in his trivia uh, game. Well, let's see but if we can remember. there was a penguin that achieved knighthood. Yeah. <laughs> I would imagine. He and Sir Elton <laughs> hanging out all the time. <laughs> Sir the Elton. Right. Edinburgh Zoo. That's funny. That was Adam's funniest line by, all right. by For far. Sure. Uh, this is this is a trivia, but I'm gonna see if you guys can guess this. So the Twitter bird, like the, uh-huh. like the, it has a name. Does anybody oh. know what the name is? Tweets. Nope. <laughs> Tweety. Nope. I feel like it's something probably like Steve. Oh. You're close. Is like, it like it's like a human name? What about Tim? No. Trevor. Tim. Eugene. Trevor. The Eugene. <laughs> Trevor. Eugene. Eugene. <laughs> no. Uh, his name is Larry. Larry. So it's yeah. it's it's supposedly the bluebird was named after the NBA player Larry Bird. <gasps> oh, that oh, was a fun fact. Yeah, because because the, the, the Twitter co-founder Biz Stone, I guess he he founded it with Jack Dorsey. His home state, he 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 named it uh, after like his home state team, the Celtics, oh, Boston Celtics. Cool, cool, cool. So, nice. Kind of cool. Uh, there is a museum that's dedicated to failure. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah, boasting a one-of-a-kind international collection of more than 100 innovation failures, the Touring Museum of Failure features displays on such bad ideas <laughs> as Harley-Davidson perfume, oh, man. Colgate beef lasagna, what? Yeah, and as Google to- Glass. And the toothpaste? Yeah, but I guess they, they dipped their hands into beef lasagna. Oh, I've... Apparently it didn't work because it's in this museum. But quickly dried off that hand. Google Glass. Do you remember Google Glass? Well, that was like those glasses, right? Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. Google never, Glass. I don't remember that. Yeah, they yeah. wore you as like glasses, but like it. You could see things on the. Yeah, it was like, yeah, it it was was like give you directions, places, and stuff. Yeah. Like your messages oh. would show up. That sounds like Tony Stark. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tony Stark? Iron, Iron, Man. Iron Man. Oh my god. Oh jeez. <laughs> I don't watch movies and stuff. <laughs> Hot take. I don't really like Marvel movies. I really tried, oh. but I don't like them. Oh. Sorry. Whoa. Yeah, I mean, Whoa. they're they're good for like a one one. They're one entertainment. Time. People, Never seen one Marvel movie. People really tried <laughs> to get me to do it. They gave me a whole list. Carla and I tried to start and go through it, and I just like, well, I know what's gonna happen on this one. You yeah. know, like yeah. it's gonna be just like number two or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, it's like watching Hallmark movies. They're all the same. Yeah. Um, Stop. I actually still good. That they are all the same. <laughs> they're all the same. <laughs> Okay. Okay. How okay. Can, done with your negativity movie. Yeah. How can y'all not know that? They're the same Hallmark, I don't see Hallmark movies in your failure museum. They literally, when they write one movie, they write seventeen. They're like, <laughs> all right, fine. we'll just change That's this line and this line and this line in this setting. Oh, they're in. It's in winter this time. It'll be summer next time. Nope. Be no. 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 I'm sorry. It's in Pennsylvania. It's always in the winter. 
Yeah. Okay, but did you hear Especially me? the Christmas. No, what I did. What I did said, you? I don't see Hallmark movies in your failure museum, so. That's right. Oh, there has to be at Ding least a thousand. <laughs> I mean, because the museum can't fit them all. Yeah. All the failures. Okay. Uh, okay. okay. So here's here's another question for you guys. So all five of George Foreman's sons have the same name. What George. Are George Foreman. George. George. Did y'all know that? Yeah, uh-huh. Georgina is his daughter. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that. daughter, yeah. Oh, I know Lord. That. I definitely thought there was more than five. Uh, I don't know. It, you could have said a higher number. He says he says there's surprised. five of them. So five sons and a George, daughter. So Georgina, George, Georgina, number they're two. George Foreman, right? Like yeah. They're. Well, yeah, apparently they're all named George Edward Foreman, mm-hmm. so they even have the same middle name. Okay, so when they all Would say, you imagine like applying for a loan or something? I was, just yeah. about to say, I was gonna say like S A T A C T. All the students like, out there, I know you're not applying for loans, but you know. It, or or one day it'll be the, George, question, the question is though right for for all of these George George Foremans right if there's five of them is it George the you know let's let's call him George George Prime the one, number one yeah first kid like is then the 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 oldest George Foreman the second yeah. and then the third the fourth fifth sixth yeah I, I like know. to think that it goes along with like the George Foreman grill so he starts at like <laughs> rare medium medium rare <laughs> okay oh, I don't know or is it like George Georgie Ed Edward oh, like dear. you start going but through all those but think about when their mom gets like mad legally. she just has to scream George Caitlin told me a story like this yeah. <laughs> that Kathleen and her when y'all were, when she was like going to buy a house or something. Something of Kathleen's was like on her report, like when you know, when you like your financials or whatever, yeah. because their names were so close that some of them reported to Caitlin. I say, mom, some of the times, moms, yeah, because yeah. their I have names that we had the same. Name. Hmm? I have that with my dad all the time because mm-hmm. yeah. we were both Kathleen. Joe does night, too, so yeah, that's like if Joe and I had a girl, it'd be Josephina. I think you should totally do that, yeah, okay. My friend's daughter's middle name is Josephine. Man, I love that. Apparently, that's common knowledge. I I thought that was interesting. That's hilarious. The filling in Kit Kats is made from damaged Kit Kats. Mm-hmm. Mm. You knew that too. Mm-hmm. I did not know that. Sean, Sean and I were talking about candy for Halloween, and uh, that came up. I feel one like of that's a really good message on restoration. Yeah, oh. I think I might oh. use that as a sermon. <laughs> All those All Kit Kat bars. That'll preach. You know <laughs> you're a pastor for when 2021 <laughs> Halloween. <laughs> And that leads us into this week's meat of the talking about restoration. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. It's, yeah. Okay. Uh, all those Kit Kat bars that are somehow made imperfect during production due to air bubbles, weirdly shaped wafers, or some other issue aren't tossed out, but instead ground up into a fine paste and turned into a filling that's then incorporated back into the production process to create new Kit Kat bars. Well, it's they the circle are. of candy. I wonder life. if that's more common, like Kit Kats reported. Like, I wonder if. Like other candies, yeah. Like, that? Re- I mean, because really, if you're grinding it back up, it's essentially the same taste as mm-hmm. like whatever mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah probably. That's what, Zero so waste. What is the actual, like, the first ever kick middle of a Kit Kat? Just like a wafer, or wait, oh, what was the middle of it? Because it wasn't yeah. messed up. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, what was the original filling? Well, the it, well, it's a wafer, right? Oh, that's what I'm asking. That's what's in it. Just a wafer. Yeah, I guess. Sure. I mean, and then now they like put everything. Back. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's something in between the wafers. Uh, yeah. I mean, no, chocolate. I don't think like so. the rest of the Kit Kat, right? No, just wafer and Kit Kit. Wafer and chocolate. Why did you say it like that? Kit-Kit. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. This has been a really different experience like, for him. Yeah, Kit-Kit. they had to mess up to perfect it. That's what I'm saying. So, like, I oh, that's how awesome. like, So, the original one, they hadn't messed up yet. Yeah. So, uh, what was that? So, what, yeah, what came what first, the, the chicken or the like, egg? Right. 
Oh, man. The Kit Kat or the refurbished We better contact headquarters. <laughs> it kind of makes me want to ask, like, why did Pringles choose a can instead of a bag? Uh, else? I feel like that's really smart, though. Yeah. 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 So um, senior year, we toured a Pringles factory with my small group leader oh. in Jackson because it's the only... Well, there we go. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Guys, I grew up in Jackson. There's a Pringles factory. It's the only one in the United States Man. except for in China. Um, and so they used the can because it, like... It, the chips don't break as like as I much. Say that. So they don't see, crack. I thought they were going to make tennis balls, and then potatoes showed up, and they're like, well. "Oh my gosh, no!" <laughs> okay, oh that was until years of research. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if I mean Pringles are potato <laughs> chips, but they might be like the least potato <laughs> chippy. I, Eric, they're de- they're delicious over there. though. I love love Pringles. Pringles are great. Derek, you, what? You okay? I love a fun fact, Derek. Are Derek's just, crying. And Derek is crying. He's, he's very emotional right now. All right. Liechtenstein only has one jail. Do you know what Liechtenstein is? Yes, it's a country. It is a country. Thank you. No. The country of Liechtenstein, which is wedged in between Austria and Switzerland, has a total prison population of between 10 and 20 people in its single prison. Wow. Yeah. Furthermore, any criminal requiring a sentence of more than two years is sent is sent to prisons in Austria or Switzerland. So yeah. they get them in and out. Uh, let's mm. see. That's interesting. That okay, is interesting. So in between Kit Kats, it's a layer of chocolate and wafer. There we so go. So it's wafer, chocolate, and wafer, wafer, chocolate, like mixed up and then covered in just pure chocolate. Nailed it. Hmm. There it is. A uh, couple more. A jockey once run a race... Wait, a jockey once won a race after he had died. Oh, that's heartbreaking. Did he die? Yeah, in 1923, Frank Hayes was hailed the victor at a race at Belmont Park in New York. The only problem was the jockey had suffered a heart attack and died in the middle of the race. That poor horse. I mean, he was really giving it his all. That jockey wasn't even trying. (laughs) Adam. I mean... (laughs) I mean, well, I bet he was doing it for the jockey. I bet for a second he was, he was doing trying. it for the jockey, yeah, or at least for a while. That's what I'm saying, like, because normally the jockey's like hitting it, whipping yeah, him yeah, to make him yeah. go, and this horse was like, "I gotta go." Like, <laughs> the horse probably knew. <laughs> yeah, I gotta do this. The horse was like, really "I gotta go." But also, like, the jockey didn't fall off, so like, they're like really like his I feet were like, strapped in, I think like their his feet hands are strapped were... in, like it's a whole thing. Yeah. Oh gosh, this is. Because, like, in the stirrups, I think they, like, lock in. Lock in? Or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I don't know. Like a bicycle. So you One time like my dad bike. was... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like the same, the same thing. <laughs> One time my dad was riding a horse, and it had a heart attack, and reared up, and he fell off the back, and it died. The oh, horse did? Horse yeah, the horse, the horse had a heart attack. Uh, all right, a uh, couple more. So, Viking men, they wore makeup. <laughs> yeah, for battle. Which is kind of cool. Well, not only not for battle, but they wore it to look younger <laughs> and more attractive. Oh, yeah. Can this segment be altered? Be called all the thing Kate knows. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flipping a you table over run here. This <laughs> I know. Kate's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, of course. Uh huh. How about this? Have you ever seen Vikings? Like the show? I do. I've never stumbled. Did you guys know about it's the Pringles fine. factory, <laughs> Jackson? <laughs> My small group leader from the church <laughs> took us. Oh, Taylor, if you're listening, anyway. this is a shout out for you. All right, two more. The official. I, I don't think you'll know these. We'll see. I'm, if positive. I mean, yeah, I guess anything's possible. But the official. <laughs> <laughs> anything is possible with Kate. <laughs> the official bird of Redondo Beach, California. Ooh. Nope. Never been there. <laughs> Is the, pelican. <laughs> is She's the, holding back. She knows. Yeah, you do. You're, it's like on the tip of your tongue. The official bird is the Goodyear blimp. 
The That's not a bird. Hilarious. In 1983, the coastal city adopted a resolution to make the legendary aircraft the official city bird. Why is that? Is it made there? Even presenting a plaque to a team from Goodyear Airship Operations to commemorate the decision. Is that in Redondo Beach? Uh, Goodyear? I mean, I would imagine there's multiple Goodyear, Goodyear blimps, but... I, know, I just meant like, are they... Do they, do they fly? Anything? Oh, it, this little um, paragraph does not say That's that. ridiculous. That's not a bird. Very good, Adam. It's not a so very, very good. How dare you? Very good. good. <laughs> very good. Like, well, wait a second, guys. That's not a bird. <laughs> well, that's like as dumb as like Brentwood coming out and being like, "We have named our new uh, city tree," and they're like, "It's the iPhone." <laughs> city tree's an iPhone. Well, it's just as ridiculous. Yeah. It's not like. But I mean, the, the, I'm embarrassed. The, the blimp is like in the air, right? Yeah, well, an iPhone exists on the ground. Yeah, but it, you don't plant it. <laughs> it's you got an apple on the back. You can see the between a bird and a blimp, mm, an iPhone and a tree. Although that is a funny. That hey. is a funny. Okay, then they call it a stop sign. That our our official tree in Brentwood is a stop sign. It's also planted in the ground. <laughs> Please move on quick. Oh, this, I, we will never have a listener. Like that again. is just ridiculous to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Very visceral reaction. Another hot take from Adam is that stuff is stupid. Oh my gosh, that is <laughs> not joyous so or fun like I town prank or like, like town pride. They they had one job: pick a bird. <laughs> they had one. Job. And they picked an aircraft. <laughs> well. Uh, <laughs> They Mason, were obviously, move on. They were move obviously on. doing it for, you know... <laughs> Mason's defending them like he knows. <laughs> well, no, I... I like, what if it's like a small-town pride thing? Don't talk about people of Redondo. Yeah. <laughs> don't, don't you talk don't about you those do people. That. And they're I mean, don't at him. <laughs> I, just, I just think it's interesting how... How passionate you got! You went from zero to a hundred, and I know. I don't know why that second. frustrated me so much. It just really, like... It really got to you. All right, last one. Uh, an astronaut was allergic to the moon. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> how did he figure that out? How did, yeah, how did he figure it out? Oh, aren't they like, like no. moon I was about to say, they are in a suit. In aren't a they suit. in a suit? Oh. Was it like I space mean, dust? Man, I, wish, I wish I could have seen Hoop's face. Here. He like, can't itch his uh, nose. no. <laughs> I am imagining me with my allergies and I itching your nose or your eyes watering, and he's got that... Fish tank on his head. Right. Yeah, apparently Harris, Harrison Schmidt from the Apollo 17. Did you know this? No, okay. Mason. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Harrison off NASA's space missions. Up. <laughs> Harrison Schmidt from the Apollo 17 mission found out that he had a severe allergy to moon dust. Oh, yeah. I'm dust? texting Caitlin. I'm gonna ask, do they test for moon dust? Yeah, yeah I don't know how you test it until you're like up there. You know, yeah, like how do like, they? Houston, we have like a problem. Training, Houston, like, I've got some out. flushing and some congestion. And I, I don't know what's happening. Send me some Claritin. Yeah. Send up, yeah, send up the Zyrtec, please. <laughs> Rocket that, that up in outer space. Say what? Talking Hamen and then the moon dust. That was a good like full circle. Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. that was yeah, a good. I, I skipped. I skipped a few of these from this uh, this little article thing, but I thought those were interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I'm fascinated. Yeah, yeah there were some things all. that were interesting in there and some things that were infuriating. All right. <laughs> All right. Some things that were infuriating. This need a lot of those. Oh, man. That's funny.
Hey everyone, I don't know if you knew this or not, but BUMC has an app now. So just go over to the App Store and search Brentwood United Methodist Church and download the app to explore all kinds of media content. You can listen to sermons and just find out about upcoming events that are happening in the life of our church. Thanks. This week, we are continuing our conversation on spiritual disciplines. Um, This is week six, and we are going to be talking today about the spiritual discipline of service. So I want to open up the floor um, to everyone here, and whenever you hear the word service, what is something that pops up in your mind right away? Mission trips. Mission trips. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say mission trips. Canned goods. (laughs) Very specific. (laughs) Specifically green beans. <laughs> <laughs> Service and green beans. Service and green beans. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Service. I think of like specific ones that we partner with, mm-hmm. like Shower Up or Team 147 now recently. Mm-hmm. I think for me, I always think of it as something that has to, like something physical, like something that has to be done. So we think of like a mission trip, like going somewhere and doing something. Mm-hmm. I, I think as I've been reading about it, it's... I tend to think about the doing more than the attitude mm-hmm. of it, if that makes sense, like the mindset of service as opposed to the I must go forth and do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I always think of like the servant's heart. Like when we talk about service, like your heart of service. Mm. I like that. I think, as always, for me, um, ex- like in my own experience, like in marriage and with kids, like I think of like when the dishwasher gets loaded and unloaded without my help or when does that make you cry Lee? if you come home and like things are done without <laughs> no, you having I, to do them? actually that's like Herschel does that always and so I'm very very thankful wow. now if I came home and like the laundry was folded that would be different but hmm. I think those little like acts of service no no not to dig on you Herschel but um <laughs> just like little acts yeah I yeah. think like little things that get done like the kids lunch are packed or you know, someone helps me with the kids. Like, hey, can I take the kids for the day so you can do X, Y, Z or whatever? Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of friends that do that, and I'm looking for more. So, <laughs> anyone's available. Out. But um, PSA, everyone. You know, I think I think I like think more in terms of like those little mm-hmm. types of like things. Like the that, daily yeah. little things yeah. that could happen. More than like, like if you're walking in the hallway behind a kid that drops a book, like right. Instead of kicking it to the other side, so you can walk <laughs> right, around you it. Pick it up. And <laughs> picking it up. Yeah. Those are the two extremes. Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> Don't right. do that. Don't kick the books. Yeah. I think I think of. So you're thinking like of the selflessness. Yeah. Portion of mm-hmm. people just kind of going out of their way mm-hmm. to to help. So I think about like. Um, one of the things we mentioned previ- or at the beginning was when we think of serving, we think of mission trips. Yeah. Um, and so obviously a bunch of our kids who are listening have been kids that have been going on mission trips. And this year was one in which we couldn't do that. So does that just mean that we, you know, service yeah, is just thrown out the window? Mm-hmm. Um, right. So I wonder now, what is our mind, what, how does our mindset change when we can't now go and do necessarily the physical, what we're used to, the trip, the experience? What does service look like mm-hmm. in the midst of pandemic in the midst of now i think there's a lot of Well, my small group um Mm -hmm. when we were i don't know thick in the thick of the pandemic we wrote to our homebound lady and we all wrote her a little note because we gotten to visit with her last year and so that was kind of one way that the girls could connect with her and have a little bit of acts of service sending notes um yeah 
that was our little thing during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I think I missed more of like, for me, especially like, you know, for all of us in this room, like we literally every year go on like one, two plus a choir tour. Like, I think I missed just the break away from the everyday life to go and completely focus on one thing or, mm. you know, like building or gardening or, mm. you know, something I missed the going and just focusing just on that. Mm-hmm. Cause probably like once a month or something like that will donate or either money or time to mm-hmm. an organization, but it's not anything like the hours you spend in a week. Mm. Right. You don't like step out of your everyday yeah. like mm-hmm. normal mm-hmm. like routine. Yeah. Um, Richard Foster writes this um, as it's a, just a, an excerpt. I can, Mason, I'll give you the link to this. Maybe you can share this in show notes, but this is not part of the book. It's just something he wrote about the book. Um, but he says, when we see someone intently listening to another human being, we are witnessing service in action. When we see a person holding the sorrows of another ten, in tender, loving care, we witness service in action. When we see someone actively guarding the reputation of another, that is service in action. When we see simple everyday acts of kindness, we are witnessing service in action. It is in these actions and many more like them that we beget, begin to get an actual, accurate picture of service. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd think about that, especially in light of, as we're recording this, certainly not as you're listening to this, but we are less than a week away from the election. And mm-hmm. when you think about guarding the reputation of another or, um, you know, caring for other humans who are suffering or whatever. Yeah, like, like for the people who are listening, like it's about to be Thanksgiving. And so yeah. sitting around your Thanksgiving table with your family. Right. Like maybe you just closing your mouth and listening is an act of service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And I think as, as I read that, Kate, like to that similar thought, like I feel conviction about mm-hmm. like that's not a way always that I mm-hmm. serve people well just mm-hmm. by like closing my own mouth <laughs> and my own, you know, <laughs> shutting down my own agenda to like hear from other people. Uh, and that is at its core, um, that is service, mm-hmm. you know, and it doesn't yeah. have to be those yeah. big you know, donation Raise of green beans. 6,000 pounds. Mm-hmm. Well, and that, <laughs> Those big green beans. <laughs> big green beans, right. It, that also speaks to so much of what we hear when we go on mission trips, right? Mm-hmm. Like, we hear at the end of the week, like, I feel like I gained so much more from these people we served, right? Because they were able to sit and learn a new perspective and learn something from a different way of life or um, or people that come from a different background. And like, that's ultimately always what we end up gaining is like, we in service, I gained so much more than I feel like I mm-hmm. ever even gave. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, for sure. And Richard Foster, exactly that talks about like, when we begin to serve, we really, it is like the quickest discipline into the idea of humility. Mm. This idea of like truly towel and basin picking up and yeah. like serving someone else. Just it, it's Herschel said this to me, I actually had him write, write it and send it to me. Cause I don't have a brain anymore and I can't remember <laughs> things, but he said, I said, when you think of service, cause you can go a million different ways with this mm-hmm. particular oh, yeah, topic sure. in the podcast. Oh, yeah. Like, um, but as a discipline, like, uh-huh. like we'll ask him, like, what does service mean? And he said, when you serve someone, like you truly put your needs ahead of theirs, um, uh, ahead of yours. It's part of, it's like part of your fate becomes like accessible to you for the first time. Uh, like you've walked through a new door into a new room that you didn't even know existed. It's like God built a cheat code for like deeper understanding 
of mm. him when Aww. you serve people. And that's so true. Like, mm. I think service gives us, it's, it, it is, it's like a new door. It's a new access. It's a new understanding yeah. of God and Christ's mm. love for us mm-hmm. in the church. I think that's where, like, Jesus in the gospel said, like, I came not to be served, but to but serve. But to serve, mm-hmm. right. I think he's modeling there. There's a there's an mm-hmm. access, like what Herschel said, like, there's an access to to God through service. Yeah. yeah. And I, I think any of us could say that, like, when we have genuinely served from, from a place, not, like, looking for attention, not glitzy, not this, mm-hmm. like, titanic-sized gesture, but mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. When, when there's been a moment of, you know, true humility and true service, like, I've, I can fully say that, like I've gained a new understanding of oh yeah, of the Lord, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and like like what you were saying, Derek. Um, when we think about the disciples and Jesus, like obviously he was always serving them and teaching them about service, and he knew that Judas was going to betray him, and he still served him, and that mm. like shows a lot about we can serve people that we don't agree with or that have done us wrong or whatever. But like Jesus shows that example of service to no end. Like there's not a if and or but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the image of which Lee mentioned was the, the bowl or the, the basin and the mm-hmm. towel. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesus getting down and, and washing the feet, the nasty feet, the dirty feet, um, and really all about humility. So I think, as Lee said, we can go a thousand different ways on mm-hmm. what service looks like. But I think one of our hopes is to you just challenge your mindset that it's not necessarily that you have to go out into your neighborhood and mow every yard that you see or right. restock every pantry, which is awesome stuff. It's but, so good, yeah. Which is great. But that service is much more than just doing. It's actually a mindset shift. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a posture change. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's something inner. Yep. It's something deeper. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, an, it's, an, it's not just like a doing, it's an attitude. I was going to say, we talked about that in study, like reflecting on episode yeah. two. I think Derek or Hannah, one of you said it is a posture of the heart. Like this is, yes. that is what this is. It's a heart thing. Um, yep. Yeah. What were we going to say, Adam? Well, and, and to think about like Derek, when you, what you were talking about, like made me think of like our Wesleyan roots of like do no harm, mm-hmm. right? Like mm-hmm. thinking of like, I think that some of the servant mentality is like, how am I actively seeking to do no harm to other people? And mm-hmm. like, that is an act of service to others. So like, what does that mean, Adam? Like just to a listener who's never heard that, yeah. like where does, I mean, you don't have to talk about it, like where it derives from totally, but like give some more context around that idea of do no harm. Yeah. So, so Wesley, like the three main rules were like, um, do good, do no harm and, um, stay in love with God and living by those rules. Like I think it, it helped, uh, understand of like what does it look like to very simply every day follow Jesus and like if you're living by those like you're kind of living like Jesus mm-hmm. and so doing no harm was like um, realizing and walking like Christ like Christ was not there to harm anyone like all of all of Jesus's actions were out of love mm-hmm. um, and ultimately that's what that's what um, Wesley would boil down what we call sanctification or reaching holiness would boil it down to saying every decision, every heartbeat, um, every heartbeat that you have would be a decision of love. And so to me, I think about doing no harm as like everything that I do, like, am I going to, and of course that's super hard to think about when you're actively, like how hard is that to every, every comment, every, like everything to actively do no harm. Right. So it's seeking love instead of hate or seeking love instead of, 
um, how can I hurt this person or how can I, you know, how can I cut at them? And that's super hard, even in, even in like our most personal relationships, right? Cause even sometimes, <laughs> yes, like, yeah, sometimes in my most personal relationships when <laughs> I've been hurt or harmed, or I feel yeah. like I've been hurt or harmed, it's like yeah, harm our back. reaction is to harm back. Yeah, sure. absolutely. Mm-hmm. But also even like, like say like where you sit in a room could like, right. So like actively going and me not sitting by my husband, like sometimes he takes rule, like he's like, well, why didn't you sit next to me? Mm-hmm. And so sometimes I have to actively, I mean, that, right. I mean, you're not wrong, Stinky but, but it's like, I have to be like, Hey, I'm going to go sit over here. Cause so-and-so and like checking in with him. Cause I know that will kind of alleviate and like cover a balm of his like, Oh, okay, cool. She's doing something. And it's not like her harming me right now. Yeah. That's such a good gauge. That is such a good gauge of like testing your own thoughts, which brings it back to that idea of a discipline, a routine, a mm-hmm. habit to constantly. I mean, those are three really great things if you're looking for looking for a gauge to you know, really caring for people um, yeah. and walking with the Lord and and you know wanting to wanting to be able to scroll through in the rolodex of your mind. Okay, as I make this decision, and am I? you know, staying in love with God. Am I doing any harm to anyone? And Lord, if I am like, like show me, illuminate that so that I might do differently. That's just a really great thing to constantly have um, in our mind. Uh, In the book, Celebration of Discipline, Richard Foster uh, lists some of the services that he actually considers to be part of the discipline of service. I'm going to read them off to you. um, And then I'd love to hear if, like which ones of these resonate with you. Mm. So he talks about the service of hospitality, showing hospitality to one another uh, without grumbling, which we have seen in scripture, um, cheerfully sharing our spaces with people who need them. Mm. Um, the service of listening, which we touched on a little bit earlier. Um, the service of bearing each other's burdens, the service of sharing the word of life with one another um, and the service of being served. Uh, which we didn't talk about submission as a spiritual discipline. That's one of the ones we've kind of had to skip in this season. But um, that the idea of being served, like allowing someone to um, serve us, is mm. is an act of service, which is crazy to think about. So, of those, what which ones resonate with you? I think I struggle with um, like the being served. Mm-hmm. And a, an example of this is every year when we go on mission trip with our middle schoolers. Um, when we go with youth works the last very last thing that we do on the last night as part of worship is that we wash each other's feet so again that image of the basin and the towel and um the youth work staff come and wash our feet as leaders and yeah. it's a beautiful experience but an uncomfortable one mm-hmm. yeah right um because we're in this role as youth ministers to serve our students and so we go forth and we wash their feet and that's just you know normal but the act of being served that it was just a strange experience um but mm-hmm. also but, but also a beautiful experience is because uh, we are part of that too mm-hmm. i think that i'm a number two on the enneagram so i want to serve and i but deep down i want to be served and that's like it's like a mask like i cover up like mm-hmm. i want to help 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 who can i help but then when it comes to me, I'm like, wait, but they didn't help me out. Like, I, you know, I think about that. Mm-hmm. And so that's like something that I struggle with. That's like an unhealthy part of my number is that um, expectation that I have and that feeling of 
like, I guess, unwanted when people don't serve me back. So mm. that's something I struggle with. That's mm. so good and lends itself so beautifully to why this is important as a spiritual discipline. Because mm. I think we have this idea. I was thinking about, like, if you, you know, have kiddos or someone in your family has you know, passed away or you've gotten married or whatever and people like will bring you a meal or shower you with gifts or mm-hmm. do all these things. I remember like when Sellers was born and people would come over and leave stuff on our door. So we'd come home and just like find stuff people had given us. And I always felt this, like I have to find some way to repay them. Like yeah. I have to, you have to return them. a casserole dish with yeah. either cookies or right. you know, if you give casserole. me this, I'm going to give yep. you this, you know, and people be like, don't mm-hmm. write me a thank you letter. I'm like, are you kidding? That's like the only thing I can I, do literally the only thing yeah. to show you. Like, yep. but I think when we talk about, like what the Lord has given us, what we have received through Christ, mm. you know, there is no repaying that. And yeah. so this, as a discipline, learning to receive, yeah. you know, to be served helps us understand the gospel. Well, and when we live in so, such a transaction culture, like that's so hard. Even yeah. like I can't even speak to like being, you know, when the pastor's here, like when we fill in for each other being like, oh, I'll, I'll take that you know, I'll fill in and do that. Like, it's always a response of like, well, I owe you one, mm-hmm. you know, like call yeah, me next yeah. time. And it's kind of like, there's been moments where it's like, no, like you just have so much on your plate right now. Let me take something right. from you. Like, let me serve you in that way. And you not need to respond in anything. Totally. You know, and it's almost like a different type of humility. Mm-hmm. Like it that's leads exactly both back to like, mm-hmm. it leads back to humility, but like serving is a different sort of humility than being served. Mm but both yeah. such a great exercise and like, exercises you know, though. Like it's going to stretch you and you're going to be sore afterwards. It's so like, un- I mean, it really is uncomfortable sometimes to like be served and to literally have nothing to offer back to like repay. Like you said, it's, it's terrifying. So transactional. Um, this is small, but even I feel like when you, let's say like I give you a compliment and some people don't even can't like receive that. Well, mm-hmm. I almost feel like that could play into this or am I just like <laughs> off on no, that? Totally. Totally. <laughs> like, you know, some, I'm like, for example, I always will tell Joe, like, well, you're doing a good job or whatever. And he's like, oh, like, you don't have to say right. that or what, you know, he, he doesn't receive that well. Mm-hmm. So for I, some of us, like, yeah, I mean, that, that is a difficult, it's a learned thing to be able to accept that in confidence, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, why is that? Do you think? Why is what? Why is it hard to like receive yeah. that? critical nature of our individual individualistic society of like we always have to be like the best of the best and when we are congratulated for you you have to be like no like i've worked really hard like it's gonna it's okay like i don't need all of this sorts of stuff i think i think it's because at the end of the day like we know ourselves better than anybody else Mm -hmm. and we know the ghosts in our own closet yeah yeah so like skeletons if somebody if somebody if somebody says different monster but uh yeah whatever if if somebody says like you know great job or let me do this for you all you see is the bad things that you've done Mm -hmm. and you you think well i'm not worthy of this at all and so you push against it with like everything Mm. you know i'm so undeserving yeah, I'm so like which again, gospel, uh, right? Right. Like, yeah. to the core. right? You're it right. Is a, you are it is so a mirror <laughs> again of the gospel. <laughs> to go back to Derek's point of like living as a servant, like that is what Jesus said he came to be. Is yeah. he came to be a servant, not to serve, mm-hmm. um, or not to be served? And um, yeah, so it's so gospel. Mm-hmm. And we don't ever want to be seen as uh, we're in need of something. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. You know, yes. like we always yeah, want to be like, huge. well, oh, I've got this covered, or I've got this covered. It's like, well. No, like be blessed. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I've even seen that evolve 
from younger me to now. Like this this culture of like never being in need, like always having and being able to provide for yourself or get what you need. Like there was such a common thing to like go to your neighbor's house for sugar or eggs or butter. Like that was so normal. Even that of like, don't want to bother. No, mm. we just need to get it for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Right. We don't need to just go to off. the grocery. Yeah. Don't just like push it off on somebody else. Mm. So that's even evolved even like in my own lifetime, my own experience. One well, to that, that's like such a culture of like, can I even ask for help? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah. You know, and I think about like, where are students like when it comes to like, do they ask for help mm-hmm. like, or do they hide behind? Yeah. You know, the, do they know how to ask for help? Mm. I don't like, know. I bet they like, mm. you know, cerebral, like, yes, I know I can ask for help, but like, right. Like they know how to spell within, the word, like, but saying it is hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause like, all right, when you're stressed out, we hear that a lot from our students. They're stressed out. But like, what does that mean? Like, do you need, you know, do you need a friend? Do you need someone to talk to you? Or do you need like a tutor? Yeah. yeah. You know? who's, who's, or do you need like six more hours of sleep every night? Which yeah. Like, yeah. Who's yeah. the one Assess. person that you can reach out to and say, could you take this from my plate? Mm-hmm. Like, or could you help me make this an, a, a lighter burden? Yep. Um, yeah. I think Mason to your question too, like you, like why is it so hard sometimes to accept? Like, I think there is to this like, issue with false humility like we no 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 no. don't tell me like you're Mm. trying to like push this storyline that like oh Mm. no like seriously don't you know Mm -hmm. like when people would Mm -hmm. say to me when I used to lead worship like that was so awesome and I'd be like no that was all God you know (laughs) which is you're right you know but like that just is a very like Mm. there's a lot I don't know that's well my the the funniest thing I, I was uh, just speaking speaking of that like false humility kind of thing, specifically when it comes to like worship leading or, or something like that. Um, one of my old roommates was talking to somebody, and I guess it, it was in like a worship leading context, or whatever. And he said, "Hey, man, you did you did that was really good." And the guy was like, "Oh, well, that was all God." And my roommate said, "Well, it wasn't that good." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, which is, which is an interesting. That's awesome. That's yeah, hilarious. Yeah, and and I mean, just speak like this false That's, humility, yeah. like. Well, no, I mean, you can take the compliment yeah, because like at the end of the day, like, at the end of the day, it's good. But like to say, right. well, it wasn't that good. Like, let's, right. let's yeah. pump the brakes a bit, you know? Yeah. But like, yeah. Like why not acknowledge and, and have the confidence? Be able yeah. to say, like, yeah, yeah, like you're right. That was, and like, I mean, does it come from me? I mean, you, you got, you got the gift from, from exactly, God, but, like, but I mean, I, I don't think it's blasphemous, blasphemous to say that God wasn't up there doing it. But I do think you we've been I mean? taught that. I think that has yeah. been pervasive in Christian culture is to like. I don't know. It's always like self-deprecation yeah. for the yeah. sake of like pushing this, you know. Yes. I don't know. Mm. I could see that. <clears throat> Richard Foster also talks a good bit about motivation for service. Uh, I think this is a good, um, for those of you students who are listening, um, whether done as a discipline or in the course of your daily life, um, motivation for service can be found in scripture motivated by gratitude. So, Serving is the right response to God's goodness for us. Simply, you know, serve him faithfully with all your heart. Um, consider what good, good things God has done for you. That's in scripture. Or we serve or motivated by gladness. We serve out of gladness and not grudgingly. So um, that's really hard for me. Um, mm-hmm. Often not the reason I'm typically motivated to serve is out of gladness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, forgiveness. 
So it says, like Isaiah, whose sins were forgiven and who then immediately volunteered to serve, we serve in response to the forgiveness shown to us. Hmm. Um, that's so good. Humility, which we've talked about, we serve motivated by humility. Um, it uses the scripture, if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to, to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also just do as I have done to you. Derek talked a little bit about that. And then motivated by love, we serve because we love God um, and others. You shall love the Lord, your God, with all your heart, hmm. soul, mind, hmm. and strength. Um, this is the great and first, first commandment, um, which Adam kind of talked about in a, sort of our Wesleyan roots, like motivated by love. Um, so again, using those as markers for... Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Why am I doing this? What are like some ways that our students can serve, you know, in the midst of the pandemic? Like, what do you guys, what do you guys think are some good practical ideas for service? Lee's like first paragraph, the foster was like, you know, all of the listen, don't speak, don't be able to like respond immediately. Like maybe it's just you taking in saying thank you. Like, thanks for like getting that for me. You're not trying to fix it. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I have some <laughs> thoughts. I'm trying to figure out like what's safe to say because this is, you know, I don't want to be like polarizing, but I think about, this is my personal opinion, not the opinion of necessarily everyone else in this room or Brentwood United Methodist Church, but Lee's opinion, like you can wear a mask, you can protect your <laughs> fellow friends and family yeah. and those who are vulnerable. Like that is uh, to me. And my understanding of scripture, like, that's a great way to, to love and serve people right now mm -hmm. um, so that we can move towards a, a future where we can be back in rooms together <laughs> and worship together. It's so important and yeah. it's so critical. But right now, I, that for me is like a really easy way and to not complain about it. And I'm saying that as someone who all the time complains about it. <laughs> um, but just, I don't know, to me that that it is every, when I don't want to do it or when I'm feeling hot and sweaty underneath my mask, like I am so convicted to be like, but this isn't just about you and how uncomfortable mm. you are. So for me, that's one way. I think the listening right now is not something I'm doing well in serving other people, especially as related to differing opinions and belief systems around things that are happening in our culture. Mm. And I think for me, yeah, just being able to hear other people without mm -hmm. the need to say my own mm -hmm. opinion, without the need to listen so that they think, oh, such a good person. She's such a good listener. Like, I'm so <laughs> thankful. But so they actually feel heard, you know. Mm -hmm. um, those are some practical ways, yeah. I think, mm -hmm. right now. And honestly, I think we are doing, like, being at home, obviously, with Herschel all the time and with our tiny tyrants that we live with. Like, it's <laughs> been a little, we get a little feisty with each other. <laughs> you know, like, it's just a little, there's a lot of... Yeah. attitude and mm -hmm. and so one way is just to be like okay we're all doing the best we can like believing yeah, yeah. the best in each other that's our family's motto like just believe the best in each other that's a way we can serve each other right now is just to yeah and again that's like a mindset right like yeah. I'm not asking anyone else to do this I am asking myself and constantly reminding myself to do it and that's what makes it like a habit or a discipline sure mm -hmm. yeah I think it's so much and this this is playing off exactly what you're saying Lee is like I think what I'm observing in our culture sometimes, and, and I think it definitely happens in our Brentwood culture and in the surrounding Nashville areas, like the willingness to serve someone by not throwing them away. 
Mm. Right. Like when they have a differing opinion or they say something that offends you or or have done something that hurts you deeply. Like, I mean, I, I think I went through relationships like that in high school and in college where it was like I did something that and it was wrong. Right. I disappointed someone or I offended them or, or I, I did something that hurt them or vice versa. And it's like all of a sudden you felt thrown away by them Mm -hmm. and I think like some of the the greatest acts of service that I've ever had are the people that when I I did something like that wasn't right like they still said like you're you're still one of my people like you you know like even though I disagree or even though that hurt deeply or whatever it is like you're still my people yeah right and I think that is so much of what our world and like that so much is of like the like um uh, do no harm, right? Yeah. Like that is living on the do no harm. Like you are still my people. Don't mm. throw away your people that um, that maybe differ. Mm-hmm. I'm so convicted by that, Adam. Like I, in full disclosure, I'm a throwawayer. Like I am like, okay, I'm done. Like just wash my hands. Yeah. Like I'm gonna push you out. And we read together to staff. I don't. I think might have just been Adam, Derek, and I were here, but we read. Or Mason, maybe we read Scary Close by Donald Miller. As a yeah. as a team, and um, I wasn't here. We in that book, Donald Miller. If you've never read that book, it, I highly recommend Donald Miller's m- much yeah, of his collection. Blue Light Jazz is good. Blue Light Jazz, I read that one. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, um, and if you've read Bob Goff stuff, um, they're great friends and influenced by each other. Mm-hmm. So you might also like Donald. But in Scary Clothes, he talks about uh, it's this whole idea of like dropping this act of of relationship, but actually finding true intimacy in mm-hmm. relationship. And he talks about he was dating, I think it was his now wife, I don't keep up with him, but Betsy. And do y'all remember this part of the book? And her friends had done something wrong. And he was basically like, okay, so just let him go. Like, just, okay, so you don't have to put up with this anymore or whatever. <laughs> and she literally was like, that, I don't work like that. Like, that is not friendship. You don't just drop mm-hmm. people when they don't yeah. make you happy or they don't say what you want them to say. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a way to address it. But, like, if you're asking me to drop my friends because they don't agree with you or me, like, you and I shouldn't be together. And he mm-hmm. was talking about how much that rocked his world because mm-hmm. he yeah. was so connected and loved her so deeply. And, you know, she was like, look, I'm not, I'm not doing that for you. I'm not doing that for me. Like, that's not relationship. And I remember reading that part and being like, oh, my gosh, like, that is me. Yeah. Like, I'm just to wash my hands of people like, okay, fine, like. I'm done with you. Or we can still be friends, but I'm going to put you in this outside the court. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. you're not going to get yeah. full access. Mm-hmm. And that's not gospel. Like, that's yeah. not mm-hmm. how the Lord looks at me or treats me. So yeah. I'm so convicted by that. Yeah, like, look at the that's reconciliation good. moment between Jesus and Peter at the fire, you know, on the beach and John. Like, that's, <clears throat> yeah, know, that's one of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. And it's because it is that, like, Jesus was like, yeah, you, you did harm me. You know, you did... Right. You did deny me. You did it not even once, but three times you hurt me. But still, I'm willing to meet you at the fire and mm-hmm. say, like, let's have a meal together and let's talk through this. Absolutely. And so, um, so, so vital. So, yeah. So what you're saying ultimately is like service can look like reconciliation. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, and I'm looking around the room and thinking of all the moments of reconciliation I've actually had with each of you in our, like, personal relationships. You know, mm-hmm. like. Moments when it would have just been easy to go, eh, I'm yeah. out of here. I'm done. I'm not done doing this you. anymore. Yep. And But having to continue to 
grow together and walk yeah. together and say, I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's not only serving each other, but it's serving the kingdom, right? Sure. Like we've been Absolutely. studying first Corinthians in high school hangout Bible study. Right. And we've been talking about divisions in the church. Like right. as we create divisions among our people, like that's not kingdom. Mm-hmm. Like it's right. written in scripture, like that's not kingdom. And so as we divide, um, we so try to divide a kingdom that cannot be divided. And mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. just so... Um, like yeah. true or false in marriage, those of you in the room who are married, okay, or in deep relationship with someone, okay, the hardest thing ever is fighting with your person and you can't just like... I remember the first fight and <laughs> I got in and I was like, I can't go... I can't get away. Like this isn't... I can't just like wipe my hands of you. Like you are always going to be around, you know? Like, But also they're your person. So when you have a fight with them, like who do you turn to to like right. vent to? Right. Like, I'm going to vent you turn? about you. That's what I do. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's so true. That's so, that's so good and so important. And probably now, right now, um, more than ever. I read an article this morning on NPR talking about like people losing friends and family over the state of politics, like literally oh, wow. going like your family, your mom and your dad. I mean, my, my, my dad and I not on the same page about things, <laughs> but like, I can't imagine being like that being the deciding Letting factor. Letting that end your relationship. Well, yeah. yeah. And I, I heard it on a show the other day where, and I heard it put so well that like there was a heated argument over who people were voting for in elections right. and all, you know, and like literally like yelling back and forth of like, literally just like the, it sounded like a very kiddish line, but like the line of like, well, I'm not going to be your friend anymore. Yeah. If you do wow. this. And but that, that's a real thing. Right. Yeah. And someone finally interjected and said, do you not realize that if you got sick, this politician isn't going to show up to your bedside. Right. This politician isn't going to show up to your bedside. This one isn't. But your friend. But your friend who you just yeah. said is not going to be your friend anymore yeah. will show up to your bedside. And that, that is the service that, yeah, they, they did, you know, they did harm you. Maybe that did hurt, but I'm still willing to come and be at your table. I'm still, or I'm, I'm still willing to be at your bedside. Yeah. And that, you know, that, that is, is a, that's a Jesus view of things. That is service. <laughs> Absolutely. That's good stuff. I mean, that mm-hmm. is, and sounds like something, I mean, the reason we're so passionate about it and here I say this is because we, We've we've lived those broken relationships, you know. I mean, Mason, I can think of a time, even just this summer, like not to air our dirty laundry, but when mm. we were on the same page about something, and us having, you know, conversation about that, and but we're being willing to have conversation and say, look, like this isn't going to be the thing, you know, and it's hard. So we say all of this, not because, like. This we live say. so perfectly in this. No. Like, it's not easy. It's not easy. It is so hard. And my face is getting red because it is so difficult. You know, <laughs> and I can think of people that I've just gone, okay, I'm going to block you because I can't mm-hmm. take any more, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's also yeah. important to say that, um, like, we, even if, when people harm you or betray you, whatever, to, like you said, not just get rid of people, but also to evaluate your relationships if it is something toxic or unhealthy. Like, we, we don't really want to encourage, um, like, an unhealthy, unsafe relationship. So, I don't want y'all to hear us saying that. Because yeah, totally. sometimes Great. things are toxic and you don't feel safe or you don't feel valued. And I think that um, it's okay to walk away from some boundaries are so healthy. Yes, that's so important. A natural end to a relationship is needed at times. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm really glad. I just wanted to make sure we said that. Yeah, great point. (laughs) No, it's a really. That's that's why you surround yourself with more than like one or two people. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you find yourself 
like with one or two people and they just want to be with one or two people, like that's when you have to reevaluate. Like that's Mm -hmm. why we have a community of faith. Right. And lots of different people who are totally willing to sit down and talk and chat with you. Mm -hmm. If there was a way right now, and I'm asking this to our listeners, um, for someone to serve you. So question one, if there was a way for, for you to be served right now, what, what do you need? What do you need? And also second question, like where is an area that you can serve? Mm -hmm. It can be something we've talked about today. It can be something totally different. Um, and so I would ask that of us, like, what is an, an area mm. um, where you need to be served, where you need to allow someone to, like, serve you? And mm. I can feel us all getting uncomfortable because nobody wants to say that. <gasps> and two, like, how, can, how do you think right now, tangibly, in your own story, you know, you don't have to share, like, your deepest, darkest, most vulnerable yeah. need or whatever, but, like, how, what do you need and how do you need to be served? And then how can you do that for other people? I think with, like friendships I had a lot of struggles with wedding and stuff and I think I just need like my friends to show up for me right now Mm -hmm. that's what I need it's huge and then the second one I'll come back okay (laughs) I I feel like I'm learning to serve in different ways every day and like like I was the first one to say mission trip so I'm learning to serve people not by a mission trip or by a a food drive I'm learning to serve my neighbors and those around me and checking in with people and that kind of service so which I should say it's funny that she's like I said ministry first but like like she serves our team (laughs) so well I mean that doesn't need to just I mean y'all also should just know that she does do that very well thank Um, you it's very caring I'm having so much trouble with this <coughs> that I can't tell you. Doesn't surprise me. Ha ha ha. No, but really, like, like I'm trying to think. I'm like, okay, Kate, like, what do you need? And I'm like, okay, like, you know, I have my basic needs met. Like, I don't like need someone. Like, but I was like, okay, like, what do you need? And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't even have like a list to go like through in my head. Mm. So I have no idea. It's okay. Yeah. Anybody have I think for me, I need, um, which sounds weird, I need family. Yeah. And it sounds weird because I've got my family here, but I also don't have my family here. Yeah. And I think, I think I don't like to say it out loud a lot, but I think there's part of me that's homesick. Yeah. And I don't, that, that's, that's not like a, it's not a yearning to be somewhere else or like a, oh, well, I wish things were different. It's not that. It's, but at the same time, it's like when you see your family, for like, you know, four or five times in seven years, it's like, I think now too, we're, my sister's ex, uh, expecting in the next month another baby. And so I've only ever seen my other nephew once. Mm-hmm. And it's like in the midst of all of this, it's like, well, when will that, when will we ever get to see each other again, you know? Mm-hmm. So I think, I think, and I don't know how that lo- what that looks like, but I think that there's just something there missing. Yeah. Sure. Um, I, and ways I cannot in, imagine ways in which I could serve better. Um, I definitely think like my just the the whole attitude, the mindset. Um, again, we're talking about disciplines slash habits, and it's definitely not a habit of mine. And so I think that I need to. Um, I, I was thinking about one, one thing which our students could do, but could do right now is um, 
um, when was the last time like you affirmed somebody? Oh yeah. And um, that's I think that's something that I want to challenge myself to do is to is just to speak positivity and encouragement to people mm-hmm. whenever we live in a world that's so like you did this wrong, you did this wrong, and mm-hmm. um, just go inside, go and bless somebody today by speaking truth into somebody's life like you did this good and. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think I need to do that way better. That's good. That's good. Yeah. That makes me think like, I think mine is the same on both sides where it's like, I think everybody right now, every day needs to hear like, I know you're doing the best you can, mm-hmm. you know, like you're doing the best you can like, yep. and, and let yourself feel like you're off the hook. Like even if that day you're not, Yeah. you know what I mean? Cause yeah. there's days that there's we are, days there's that days you, that we're yeah. not. Um, but I think it's so easy in this, um, I'm such a loyalty person that it's like, I think it's so easy in this day and time to feel like you don't have someone's back or they don't have your back. And I think that's such a loyalty thing. And I think that's where we need, like, cause we are so much of that happens in community. Right. And we are mm-hmm. in such isolation. So I yeah. think to your point, Derek, of like verbalizing that to people, affirming that to people, I think is so huge right now. Mm. When I think about what I need, honestly, like, I have the best people, like, and I don't want to, like, take that for granted. Like, I, there are so many people in my world who, like, genuinely serve me and my family so well. Like, I feel so grateful. So, I... I have an amazing, you know, our team is amazing. I have an amazing small group of women Mm -hmm. and we intentionally talk about this and intentionally try to love each other and serve each other. So that way I think I feel like my needs are met a little bit. I feel very, I feel served. Um, and I'm, I'm grateful. I think if there's anything, it's just like, and Derek and Adam, both of you kind of spoke to this, like your feelings are valid. I, I see what you're walking through, whether that's stuff with, just racial tensions or social justice issues of likely, you know, I'm with you. So that feels like service to me is that I see you and those issues that are important to you because they matter to you. Like they matter to me. Mm. Yeah. Um, that's like the ultimate thing I can think of. And then I think how I can serve others. It's twofold and they contradict each other, which is why I live confused. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) but like one is that I feel like I need to just listen better, like listen better without agenda but I also feel like I really serving people right now looks like for standing up for them um or amplifying their voices and their stories people who have been taken advantage of or people you know like it's about to be national adoption month and elevating like adoptee voices that have been you know people who've been I don't know just marginalized whatever that looks like marginalized communities like I feel like that looks like serving right now to me is not being mm-hmm. afraid to use my voice <clears throat> that actually went out when I said that, which is weird. That's yeah. ironic. <laughs> uh, maybe God's trying to tell me something. <laughs> Isn't it ironic? <laughs> Isn't it ironic? Yeah, those are mine. Mason, did you have something? Um, yeah, uh, I guess c- kind of kind of the same way Derek said, uh, you know, needing like family, I think maybe not to the extent of like my people live in a another country but I mean Texas yeah I mean I guess it's it is its own country um <laughs> I mean it it it's definitely tough and I I get I get the 
feeling of like not being able to see i mean i have like a niece now mm. you know which i get like pictures almost every day she's which, so cute she is very cute um mm-hmm. but you know that that's tough um and i, I told adam like a, a few weeks ago like it's kind of tough for me right now because like i am currently the the only person on staff without like a family mm-hmm. like everybody else is is married and i am not and so mm-hmm. i have roommates that i mean we're close but they're roommates so like yeah. i mean i say we're close i mean we don't want to kill each other so like yeah mm-hmm. it's yeah. like baseline you know a roommate step up from our house so, that's okay. so, <laughs> so there is like uh i don't know there's there's a level of loneliness that i feel mm-hmm. a lot of the time so i guess just like you know community yeah um is is something that i need uh and how can i serve others um it's sort of weird and i don't know if i'm gonna be able to like articulate it correctly but um i i don't make it easy sometimes i don't make it like super easy to either like try to have community or like want to be in community um a lot of the times because like i'm so in my own head i had like a conversation with a buddy yesterday for like an hour and a half about all this crap and like um i think i like self-sabotage a lot for for kind of the thing that we were talking about earlier about like like false humility you know in my head it's not humility because it, it it's just it's just you know see all the 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 ways that i fall short so then in doing that i just like pull away because it's like well i'm unlovable or i'm mm-hmm. who who would want to mm. be around me or whatever and then if the people are trying to reach i just i make it difficult so mm. so again to to tie it together how can i serve you know it yeah. being accessible yeah you know that's really huge. that's good like it's good it's so interesting listening to each of our responses to that. <laughs> and Kate, certainly jump in if there's something else you want to add. But because um, I know we, at yours, we moved on. But like each of us represented a different need. And like if that, that's just in this room, <laughs> you know, with six people. Um, mm-hmm. Like what are the ways that people around us? And like what I feel is like some pretty honest, vulnerable things that we need, you know, from each other, from people listening, you know. Um, just recognizing that that's sick, just six voices. Like there's so much need around. There's so much opportunity mm. for us to serve, um, to become more like Christ and, and to be served also, yeah. which shows us the face of Christ and makes us also more like Christ. Um, <laughs> so thanks to the five of you for just sharing <laughs> what you need. I mean, that, I, I should do better about just asking that not on the microphone, um, but um, I'm grateful to to be served by you guys, um, to serve the community of people who we hope are listening to this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just, yeah, just an honor. So praying that this week we continue to grow uh, in the discipline of service. Speaking of service, what better way to serve than partnering with our friends over at Team 147 based out of Franklin. They are in need of several personal hygiene items. And so if you have some of those and you would like to donate to a great cause, please reach out to one of the youth staff members and we will take it from there. Thank you. Goodbye. 
All right, so um, for a dessert this week, uh, Hoops and I uh, kind of convened, talked a little bit yesterday. She had a fantastic idea. Um, and I'm so excited about this because actually this week we fed um, Jane Bradley for the first time like some food. Like, oh, I mean, obviously, um, you know, like obviously kind of like baby type mushed up stuff, but like it just was awesome because she looked like she was putting her least favorite thing ever in her mouth. Like it was like just I have I have a video, I'll show you in a little while. So it was just like a terrible face, like I am eating my least favorite food. (laughs) And so for a dessert what we wanted to do is have everyone eat their least favorite food. Um and so hoops. Oh, that's ridiculous. Oh no. You took advantage of us. Oh no. Get, get away from me. No. Lord. So Derek yeah. Derek's got can a we, uh, now. So can we describe our least favorite food and why we don't like it? Once yeah. Hoops Hoops this right is now is passing out our cruelty. least favorite food. Yeah, so just to oh, keep you updated what's going so on, Derek has got a bag. This is not the worst part of it. Look at this. Lee's got a little bag of lettuce here. Hey, hey, no. Lee, I'll trade you. I'll trade you. Um Kate has um I like mushrooms. Tomato. Do you like tomatoes? A tomato over there. Mason said, I texted everyone and I asked what their least favorite food was. <laughs> Mason goes, chicken pot pie. And I'm like, I'm not about to make a chicken pot pie. I still wish you would have made a chicken yeah. pot pie. Well, that was so funny. So then it he was- says, coconuts. <laughs> well, I'm not about to whack open a coconut. Which I later said, then you just get like the shredded. He was coconut. like, you should have gotten the coconut sh- or the like shavings. Coconut water. I was like, dang it. <gasps> Pickle, I'll trade with you, Derek. Trade with me. No, like the there's no trade. There's no bartering. Wait, yeah, yeah, there's no bartering. <laughs> We're doing this. Who had mushrooms? Me. Adam, too. Oh, are you going to have gonna mushrooms? Make no, I'm leading the portion Oh, how convenient. Oh, no, 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 don't no, worry. No. I've got a surprise wait, wait, for Adam. Derek, raw mushrooms? Here, I'll tell you this. Isn't this, like, dangerous? No, we picked them straight from our front yard, Mason. I hate mushrooms, but if Derek eats that whole pickle, I'll eat a mushroom. Yes! I say, if Derek eats that, I'll take a bite of this tomato. Nobody knows what we have. You're participating. I'm leading. Y'all are all doing it. Here we go. Derek has a pickle because everyone knows Derek. Describe pickles in your view. It's just foul. Like, I can smell that through the bag. (laughs) You're about to chow down on one. Look at Lee. it. Like it just doesn't even look. All right, Lee has it, salad. Do you like? Do you like cucumbers? I, I have a list a mile long, but at the top of it, yes, does rest salad. That's what I've got. I got her a little salad looks bag. Looks like a bag of rabbit food. Um, <laughs> Kate, it's tomatoes. Um, tomatoes are uh, vegetable gushers, and the little mucusy stuff around the seeds just yeah, I don't you like. You shouldn't have said mucus. I'm, I'm just saying this is why I don't like tomatoes. That's, yeah, yeah, and Mason is going to lick a whole packet of Chick Fil A sauce. <laughs> What? No, 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 no. I have the mushrooms. <laughs> oh, you have the mushrooms. Do you want a Chick-fil-A sauce packet to lick as well? Look at Ugh, face. no. <laughs> I mean, I, I like it. Wait, I why like don't you Chick- dip your mushrooms in the Chick-fil-A what? packet? Oh, I'm sure it's great. I'll try it. <laughs> <laughs> that takes away the taste of the mushroom. That's All right, where should we start? My lettuce in the Chick-fil-A we'll, we'll, sauce. Oh, We're gonna wait. No, you can't dip things in Chick-fil-A sauce. What are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, Listen, I, I told you I didn't like pot pies. Well, right, we just didn't get a pot pie. Mason's just going to be pure entertainment here in a second. Yeah. Kate, I think you got to start here. All right. No, I want Derek to start. No, no, Derek's going to be the grand finale while oh he shoves that gosh. whole pickle in his Look mouth. At, he is literally looking at that pickle and like wait, Derek. So you don't you don't like you don't like cucumbers. I'm really allergic. Um, no, you're not. It's, not. He's it's, not it's just a cucumber, Derek. That's all it is. So, you the, you have to take a big bite. I'm not going to make you eat the whole thing. I'm trying to figure out like how I can not I eat be. the nasty. You have to take a big bite like. and swallow. That's the rules. Yeah, you have to Go eat ahead, it. Kate. All right, this is, this is so gross, guys. But like, she gave me like the part of the tomato where it's not like 
fully like I, I'll eat around it. What do you mean? <laughs> the part I like. No, no, no. You have like to take that. a bite out of the middle. There's no <laughs> negotiating this. Take a bite. Yeah, well, quit looking at it. Turn yeah. it around. Big quit bite. Looking Three at that and part. two and one. Here she goes. Here she goes. Oh. Mm, Tell us what yummy. you're feeling. It's so gross. I hate it so much. <laughs> I love tomatoes. Her eyes. <laughs> She's got tears in her it's eyes. Done. Swallow. I love podcast and I love y'all, but I hate tomatoes. You got to. You got to swallow. Gotta swallow. Swallow your gusher. Red. <laughs> what you don't like fruit gushers? I like fruit gushers, but not vegetable gushers. Well, tomato job, is technically like, fruit. Uh, so. Okay. Good job. Good job. Yeah. All right, Derek. No, Lee. Lee next. Okay. D- Lee. Derek is Lee, in his I own private old, hell right now. Big old handful of that lettuce. <laughs> All right, Lee. You She's, at least got the one that doesn't taste like anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah Derek. It's like water. Taste like anything. Can we change? Like can we, if you, yeah, if you, <laughs> at least the, the green lettuce is better than like the 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 white. All right, here it goes. You gotta swallow it, Lee. Lettuce doesn't really Crunchy. taste like anything. Oh, she's just holding her, her nose. There's no taste there. It's just like water. Oh, especially with, yeah, especially without like any Lee, dressing or anything. How are you feeling? <laughs> she looks like she might run she's out done. the room at no, any moment. No, she's about to puke. So, <laughs> just, just to so you know, it was a tiny leaf of iceberg lettuce. Yeah, it wasn't anything Iceberg lettuce, oh, lettuce is mm-hmm. the worst. Okay. What, need like some romaine. What are you feeling? <laughs> I think she likes lettuce now. She's going back in the bag for another piece. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> She's been converted. Done my, done my part. Uh huh. I'm, I'm done. done. She's I not satisfied. Lettuce. I feel healthy already. <laughs> <laughs> One iceberg lettuce. All right, Derek. Derek is in his own private hell There's right like now. There's like stuff coming out of it. <laughs> Please don't. Derek, you have to do this. Come on, Derek. Uh, That's all right, Derek. Is, I've already this cried. This is one so. of the be- worst things about America. <laughs> Pickles? Yes. Like, Man, my I hands love smell pickles. like pickles, and I haven't even touched the pickles. <laughs> You're lucky. Look at I, it. There's like stuff coming out You're of lucky it. I didn't get you the pickle in a bag. I just oh, picked one of my pickles that I have. Who enjoys eating these? Me. Oh, my gosh. Me. I do. Y'all just are like, mm, that is awful. let me chow like, down I'm on some pickles. I'm so glad I got lettuce. I would pickles never are to do that. Pickles are great. I wish oh. I would have <laughs> <laughs> given you a pickle. Not that bad. Do it, Derek. All right, Derek. wretched. One bite. You got it. You can do it. One big bite. Big, 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 big bite. Big bite. Here comes I can you, you can't nibble on it, bro. You gotta, Just don't look at me. Nibble. Oh, look, a bird. You got it at least like an inch. Oh, dude, come on. Oh! What <laughs> <laughs> up? Oh, he's gay. <laughs> Follow. You got this. Go, Derek. Don't look at me. <laughs> you gotta chew it. Yo, his face is red and he oh, cannot. My goodness. <laughs> Derek, I totally hear you. I, I can still see it. In oh, he's got it in the bed. He hasn't even chewed it yet. Let it go. Let it go down the. It hasn't even Can chewed. I have a hat? For like, <laughs> oh my gosh, his face! It's gone. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't chew it. I just swallowed it whole. Oh, he swallowed it whole. Oh, oh that's gonna come back up. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh my gosh. Yeah, that was gross. All right. No more gummies. <laughs> There's one you want more. The rest of my you tomato. Oh, did, did you eat the last gummy thing? Yes. Oh. That'll, so, what food do you hate less. this week? Maybe you should try it. Just yeah. you know, see what that's like. Yeah. Just give it a shot. Mason, do you want to eat a mushroom? Sure, I like mushrooms. Oh. So I mean, it mushrooms really is are like hard to dirty do this balloons. Game when someone says chicken pot pie. <laughs> They're like, like dirty balloons. I don't like I don't know chicken was. pot pie. I'm like, <laughs> Derek, if, if it's okay with you, I'm going to finish off this pickle. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is my service to you today. Anybody what? Does it taste bad? You, I mean, it tastes like an uncooked mushroom. Okay. Well. Mm. You know. I'm telling you guys, if you guys. If I thought he wouldn't like apricots, so I brought dried apricots. 
He's like, no, I like those. And I brought Chick-fil-A sauce because some people, either they love it or they hate it. I love it. I'm I in do the love too. it category for sure. And he was you, like, you oh, yeah, I like that too. No, thanks. <laughs> Are you sure? So, yep. Thank Wait, you all. Which is the for Adam? Oh. Well, his was, his was, it was, the, was mushrooms. the mushrooms. It was the mushrooms. Come on, I ate the big one. Oh, you come can... on, I ate a pickle. Oh, come yeah, on, Adam. Oh, yeah. Come Derek on. said, oh, yeah. oh. I ate a bit of a pickle. All right, Adam, Derek said, I ate a pickle. Derek ate a centimeter off of a pickle. <laughs> well, then you eat a centimeter off that mushroom. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I'll eat that. A centimeter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll eat that. He's like, oh, yeah. Right. Yeah, I'll eat that. There you go, Derek. No more pickle. Oh, no, come on. <laughs> Make it a big boy bite. <laughs> he looks like Janie B. It's not that bad, you wuss. That's exactly it's how he looks when he eats pista- pistachios. No, that's like. <laughs> it looks like a little squirrel. <laughs> Hannah, what would be a food for you? Um, pimento cheese. Why didn't we bring any pimento cheese? Dude, I like pimento cheese. Pimento cheese no, are probably. Anybody need to beets. neutralize their. I right, ate the pickle, thank you. Well, thank you all for being good sports and eating the food. I, I knew this would be a, kind of a interesting segment so i'm actually i didn't get anything i'm hungry hmm. we're still recording all right thanks for uh <laughs> thanks for listening uh we'll see y'all next Wait, week we have to do the things you learn. yeah yeah oh, things yeah. i learned okay okay things i learned yeah one thing kate mcknight or knows all trivia i don't know all trivia wait i have to say we have to do our things don't i have to say that that's what we're learning right now yeah. that's what she's doing i know yeah. but do we need oh to sorry that? we already did okay yeah. sorry that was just what I was going to say. She knows all, and I want her on my trivia team. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> I learned that some city in California doesn't know what a bird is. Oh, here we go. <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Here we go. I knew that was going to come. I think I learned how to um, better serve my team as a, like, as a team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think in every single one of these segments, I'm like, I can't think of anything. <laughs> um... You got to think of something. No, I think for sure challenge it on like how I can serve people better. Mm. Also, like realize that I should have asked that question about how we we mm. can serve can each serve other, each other yeah. more than just right now for a podcast. So. I, le- I agree. I learned the pickles are as bad as ever. <laughs> <laughs> I also did learn that y'all don't know how to actually say King Tut's real name. Tut in common. No. Tutankhamun. Okay, it's exactly. <laughs> Tutankhamun. It's Tutankhamun. Oh, I did a blessed, I did a project on him. Tutankhamun. What did you say? No, Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. Say it with me. Tutankhamun. Tutankhamun. Thank you. You have to have an accent. Tutankhamun. Right out of here. Tutu common. All right, that's a wrap. We will see you next week. Seven. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed To The Table, be sure to subscribe to keep up with us and to never miss an episode. Our hosts are Lee French, Adam Jones, Kate McKnight, Derek Walker, Hannah DeFada, and me, Mason Cavanis. Produced and recorded by Mason Cavanis and executive produced by Lee French. Mixed and edited by John Provost and music by Springkin. To The Table is a podcast from Brentwood United Methodist Church in Brentwood, Tennessee.